What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode two of Behind the Mask of Mr. Fuentes. I'm Franco. I'm joined here by the man himself, the myth, the man, the legend, Mr. Fuentes. What's up, guys? It's going down. He's sporting that uh, Rastlin Tacos tea. That Rastlin Tacos. I'm also here with Soraya. What's up, Soraya? Um, yeah, what's up, dude? Ready to get get started on talking on another uh, Mr. Fuentes classic? Mr. Fuentes classic. Uh, today we are talking about track night out on Speedwallet. Because, well, of course, this season's all speedballing. Um, Night Out, there is three now, I believe, right? Uh, yes. There's a total of three. This is the OG, the first Night Out. We're going to talk about it. I really don't have many questions. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it before we get into the song. If you want to give, like, a... What, okay. Was this... The second track you ever wrote, uh, put out after Party in the RBT, or was this uh, later on? Mm, I think this was probably the. Th- um, it might have been like the fourth track, but like the. Because I think I put out So in Love right before Night Out. And then night out a little bit after that. Um, but it's like the third solo song I dropped because a little bit in between that I dropped um, some songs with me and Poe Dunk together. Uh, I had Boss Like That and then No Mercy as well. So looking at my Spotify because it shows you like the order I've uploaded them on. Mm-hmm. I have Partying RPT, Boss Like That, No Mercy, so in love and night out. You but mean Sound, uh, SoundCloud? Huh? You mean SoundCloud, right? Yeah, on SoundCloud. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and on SoundCloud, but like I told you on the last episode, because of that thing that happened with that chick, I had to unupload it and re-upload it again. So I don't know if it when it came on before So in Love and I had to delete it and re-upload it, or if it was after So in Love, just overall. I don't really remember 100%. Okay, so then we're not going in chronological order right now because the song we did before this was part of the RPT, which is your first... <clears throat> Sorry, I can't talk today. Your first solo track mm-hmm. that you put out, you got a wide... Not wide. A good reception. Wide reception? Good? Which one is it? I would say good reception. <laughs> good reception. I don't know why I said wide. Uh, on it, you said you had like 136 uh, plays within the first hour. I believe so, something like that. And um, this one's like your, you said your third or fourth solo. So what was the, what was going through your head as you were releasing them? Were you get, still getting the good reception, or was it like downhill or better? How how was everything going around at the time? Um, no, sorry, sir. I do remember, um, at least for this uh, track, that like it was kind of like right after I had. Uh, it was a little bit after I had done partying in RPT, and I've been promoting that 
I've been pushing that song a little bit more and people were paying attention. Um, pretty much the same people that all listen to Party in the RPT were like all the same people that listened to Night Out whenever I dropped it. Uh, so it got about, I would say 400, you know, 500, you know, plays in like a week. Um, but it, I guess the replay value to some people weren't that, wasn't that great. So it only got like one listen per, per person. So I wouldn't say it went like downhill, but I did, wouldn't say like, you know, people listen, but I guess uh, Party RPT was very much a local track, you know, so all the locals, you know, enjoyed it. Um, but Night Out wasn't. Night Out was just a rap song that was telling a story. So some people just don't like story raps, you know, they want to hear the hook, they want to dance to the hook, you know, they want to do all that. This song has no hook. Um, it's a straight rap song or rapping from beginning to end. There's no, uh, there's no pause, there's no repeating, well, kind of repeating, but we'll get to that later. Um, it's just a story from beginning to end with no pauses. Which okay. to some people, I guess, like I said, there's not that much replay value because I think some people, you know, some people like to just shake their butts to the hook, you know, and, you know, that's it. That's that's what you listen to songs for. <clears throat> I always like twerking the hooks, man. Yeah, and I didn't, I left like a small part in Night Out for you to twerk to for like yeah. 10 seconds. Let's see. Um, I really don't have any other questions besides that. What was your mindset at? Uh, can you remember how you came up with the idea? I mean, this yes. was like the first, this was the first night out. Did you already have a plan that you're gonna be doing three of them, or was it just no. night out and then you came went back later? You know, I'm gonna do another one. No, not at all. So, what had happened was, um, I like the Rack City beat because this is the Rack City beat that I use for this track, and uh, you know, Rack City Chick, Rack, Rack City Chick. Um, that's probably why I like the beat because I used to listen to that song a lot. I, did, I never connected it though but it was the rack city it's the rack city beat and um i remember i really liked the beat so i was like oh yeah so i, was, I, I was like i'm gonna write something to this and so i started writing everything to this track um and whenever i got to um the right after the hi mr soft when this can i be all on your body i mean you really are a hottie i could tell you do pilates right after i got after that little section I was at like a, a writer's block. I didn't I didn't know where else to go, you know, with the song. I was like, okay, you know, it's like, is this where the hook comes in? What am I gonna do? I, I remember a friend came up to me and he said that I should do a since it's rock for I should do rock city, rock city chick, rock rock city chick, like for the hook or something. Um, but I just didn't, you know, I just didn't know what to do, and. Uh, I used to work graveyards at Whataburger a lot. So that's where a lot of my, I would have my headphones in listening to beats and I would just like do lyrics in my head, like the whole time while I was at work, while I was making burgers and stuff. And, um, I remember, you know, like telling one of my friends, I was like, you know, it'd be funny if I like wrote the song to like what happens, like after you leave the club, like every club song, that you hear is always about the rapper getting the girl or like taking the girl home and like doing whatever, but it's never like, 
what happens like when you take the girl home is everything hunky-dory you know is there any trouble do they ever run into the husband you know like what what happens after you take the girl home from the club and that idea kind of like you know jumped in my head about like just kind of continuing the story after you leave the club and um that's where kind of like I like pretty much that's where the rest of the song direction went was like, you know, uh, getting to the chick's house, you know, finding out, you know, the chick uh, still lived with her parents and that, you know, she, I guess, would bring guys home to have sex while her parents were home. And uh, anyway, basically the whole idea of the song, you know, um, like, how do you get out of that trouble or like, an actual night out song and not just like ending after you pick up the girls, pretty much the mindset that I was at when I wrote the song. Okay. And that's today's episode. Thank you for watching. Uh, y'all can tune in. Never mind. Um, so yeah, I'll be answering the question really. You didn't plan to have another one after. Oh no. See, uh, after I did this one, I figured, I could just make a bunch of like different scenarios of having a night out where um, like something crazy would happen or something, uh, something I guess unfortunate would happen every time I tried to take a girl home. Basically, it was uh, the idea, at least when I first started doing the night out songs. Um, and if we ever get to night out to the Halloween um, edition one, you'll kind of see like kind of a similar kind of a progression of a story, you know, going on there. Um, but no, this wasn't ever planned. Um, actually on, um, on, um, sorry. On my new album, Sneak Peek, um, I have no night, night out song which was unfortunate because I didn't plan to not have a night out song. Uh, I actually had a beat picked out and everything, and I started writing a night out song for it. Uh, I got the first verse and everything, uh, but before I could go buy that beat, it got leased out to someone else or uh, somebody exclusively bought the beat, so I couldn't lease it out anymore. So I have this whole song that I started writing. Good concept. was a fun, probably one of the best verses I've ever written wrote in my entire life and i can't even use it anymore until i find a beat to fit it so maybe uh maybe on my next album after sneak peek i might have a throw a night out song in there just to kind of keep the tradition going speaking of sneak peek i know i remember telling you one of my favorite tracks that you always do is random thoughts which we'll get to like later on in the season Mm -hmm. uh, Random Thoughts, Random Thoughts 2. I told you we're going to make another one. Uh, part 3 for um, Sneak Peek. Uh, you said you will, but then it turned into a different song altogether, I think you said, which was, um, what you call it, Lost? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you haven't listened to it, he uh, has it. He did a live version of it, and it's somewhere on our catalog on YouTube. Go back and look it up. I think it was back in October or November he did it. And uh, it's a really good song. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that ended up becoming just a random thought song because that's in the end, that's what it was. It was just a bunch of random thoughts. So I just 
pretty much morphed it into a random thought song. I didn't I didn't plan for that song to be a random thought song, but it just kind of the direction it was taking when I was writing it and doing it. I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely random thoughts vibe. So, um, but yeah, I mean, um, you don't have any questions on any like lyrics or anything that stood out to you that you wanted to talk about? Uh, just one really that we talked about yesterday, but I don't know if you want to talk about it now or you want to wait as the lyrics are playing. Um, well, we can play. I guess we're gonna, because we're gonna start doing that, right? So yeah. we're still getting the format down. We're gonna be playing the tracks during live. Yeah. Where do you want me to stop at? Because there's no like, it's all together. You want me to stop at the what I thought was the hook, uh, sixty-nine missionary. Mm. You want me to stop earlier than that? I mean, I really don't have any big like. I don't think there's anything that's like crazy that i need to explain uh i do like personally think that this track is probably one of my best story tracks i've ever done like rhyme scheme wise and like direction wise like it all made sense like i really i don't think i've ever made a song that was like close to this to be honest um I was really impressed with my metaphors. I was really impressed with a lot of things in this track. Um, <laughs> what's your What's your favorite line from this song? From this song, um, I was gonna say I got several favorite lines, but the first one right off the bat from the beginning is, "I'm a beast on the mic, so I guess she's my bell," because I thought that was just so clever. Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, one of the things I thought, it's something I've never done when writing music, but when I do this one part where um, I need two crowns of coke, I'm about to give one to the Splendor, a woman at the end of the tape. I've never done where I've like cut off like a, a part of a, a word just so I can rhyme it with the next word coming up, um, which is something new that I tried on this song. Um, when I first heard it, um, I thought it was Splendor. I thought you said ass. I know it's the ending of Splen Splendorous. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's not like you said ass. Like, what? Splendor ass? Yeah, but, no. Tinder. I'm about to give one to the Splendor. A swoman at the end of the table. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just a lot of this, the metaphors I use in here. Like, about to turn a reality into a fable. Like, no one uses fable as a word anymore. <laughs> um, and just this whole little, just like literally this whole, actually this whole right after the like second little part, I would say. Let, me, let me start it so you can play uh -huh. and go through it and then I'll, I'll stop it and we can talk about it. Yeah, I would say every time the, the flow changes, stop it. So like right in the beginning, I do the I see a gazelle, a mademoiselle, and then I jump into the but I got the antidote. You know that would be like a change to me. Okay. Creeping up like a panther. Which girl should I have above? Take her home and do her dirty, 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 dirty. 
I see gazelle, a mademoiselle. I'm creeping through the club. I'm a beast on the mic, so I guess she's my bell. And right now I can tell she's not looking too well. But I got the antidote. Couple of drinks of that chronic coke. A couple more down her throat, guaranteeing that she will cope. This could. Damn, SoundCloud. Popping up with stuff. Dang. Yeah, so like, even right there, just in the beginning, like, I was super impressed with myself. Like, to me, and again, like, I try not to be cocky, and I do understand, like, and maybe it works for you, too, like, um, you know, I read about a lot of shit, you know, like, to help with, like, mental capacity, you know, um, dexterity, uh, whatever you want to call it, like, just mind mind stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things I've, like, I've come up about, you know, reading a lot of these things, it's like, the, something that people call the flow state, you know, the flow state is what, um, you know, creative people or even uh athletic people they call um they call it the flow state which is where they're like at their peak performance or they're performing at a high efficiency you know more than normal in a set they're in their flow state um i would say like when i wrote this song that i was in i was in complete flow state like to me i the delivery can get could have got done a little better you know a little bit of like little things here and there could have got done a little better but the writing was like on point to me like i write so many little things inside little things like you know like i see a gazelle a mademoiselle like that's just to me just that one line i'm just blue mile in mind like you know like i'm a tiger or something like i'm a panther because i already said you know creeping up like a panther and like you know, I don't think gazelles, I think lions eat gazelles, but whatever, you know, you know, I'm a predator and there's a gazelle and then it's just like, oh, wait, we need a humanizer. Oh, well, what's that other word we can use for female? Oh, a mademoiselle, you know, which is another word that people just don't think about, you know, who thinks about the word mademoiselle, you know, um, and then I'm creeping through the club chasing that tail, you know. Uh, I'm a beast on the mic, so I guess she's not well. And right now, I can tell she's not looking too well. And just right there, like, right now, I can tell she's not looking too well. And then just jumping straight from that to that. But I got the antidote. A couple of drinks of that chronic. A couple more down her throat guarantee, and then she won't cope. Like, just going into that was, like, to me, it was so cool. It flowed so well. Um, you know, it went from the she's not feeling well to... Oh, but I know what will make her better. You know, well, I'll know what will make her feel better. Um, yeah, I just really enjoy the song. Like, especially when I go back and think about, like, the words. Like, whenever you ask me to type the stuff out to send you, I was just like, man, I'm so goddamn clever. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, you, you're the only person that sucks their own cock so much. Oh man, I slopped <clears throat> all day, man. <laughs> um, so you say, but I got the antidote. You meant to make her feel better. I thought you were talking about you got the rapper antidote with you by your side. Oh no, <laughs> that was. I think that was even before. That was way before I met antidote. Uh, uh, I have nothing else to add to those lines. Um, Oh, and the next part, this could be a sticky situation, is a callback to Bust a Nut when I say, I think I say sticky situation and Bust a Nut somewhere. I don't remember exactly the line. Oh, no, no, it's not Bust a Nut. It's a, it's a callback to uh, Party in the RPT. This could be a sticky situation. No, 
Uh, I say it somewhere in Partying in RPT as well. It's in the second verse. Go back and listen. Right. All right, let's see. Sticky situation, gonna need a little persuasion just to nab this Caucasian. So I, I'm a beast on the mic, so I guess she's my bell. And right now I can tell she's not looking too well. But I got the antidote, couple of drinks of that chronic coke, a couple more down her throat, guaranteeing that she will cope. This could be a sticky situation, gonna need a little persuasion just to nab this Caucasian. So I slide up to the bar and tell the tender, I need two crowns of coke, I'm about to give one to the splendor. This woman at the end of the table, I'm about to turn a reality into a fable. I miss yourself. What this cannot be all on your um kind of like I said earlier, I mean, um you know, my favorite parts out of there are the the pause I do after Splendor, us woman at the end of the table, and I'm about to turn reality into a fable. Um I think I do a pretty good job of um painting the scenery when I say I slide up to the bar and tell the tinder I need two crowns to cook, I'm about to give one to the splendor, you know um, you know, this is this song is like almost 10 years old this would have meant that this was me 10 years ago who wrote this, which I was like 22 probably, about that time um I am thoroughly impressed with 22-year-old me, man. <laughs> like, like, you know, some people can't do this, you know, that well, you know, paint a story with lyrics. And, you know, me 10 years ago, I think, did a great job at doing that. I was, I'm thoroughly impressed with how this song came about. Um, but, yeah, anyway, like I said, I already talked about my favorite parts on this part. Uh, like I said, Splendor is, I heard ass. Um, I got nothing else to really add either. I said this might be a quick episode just because I don't have nothing to really talk about in it. Just breaking it down. Breaking it down. Joint so we can blow this joint and I can bend your joint if you get my point. Yup, and that's all it took. Like I just threw the lure, she's already hooked. We tried to get a motel, but they are gonna need a little persuasion just to nab this Caucasian. So I slide up to the bar and tell the tender, I need two crowns of coke, I'm about to get one to the splendor. This woman at the end of the table, I'm about to turn a reality into a fable. I miss yourself, what this cannot be all on your body? I mean, you really are a hottie, I can tell you do Pilates. Let's blow this joint so we can blow this joint. And I can bend your joint if you get my point. Yup, and that's all it took. Like I just threw the lure, she's already hooked. We tried to get a motel, but they all were booked. I said, we have to go to your house if you want to get shook. So I parked down the street, she said we had to be quiet. Okay, now you're taking, you got her from the bar, you're taking to the car, her place. Um, I think one of the lines um, that I thought was... Uh, I remember talking to someone about it. Um, I said, we have to go to your house if you want to get shook. Um, I didn't think it was, I didn't know if it was going to work because I didn't know if anyone was going to understand it. But like at that time, um, I was in audio engineering school, class, college. I was in college for audio engineering. And um, our teacher, 
Nike uh, part of our tra- ear training um, lessons that we had to do. We had we had to pick out frequencies that were boosted in a song. So the song that we were doing was "Back in Black" by ACDC. On the the album "Back in Black" by ACDC, there's a track called uh, "She Shook Me All Night Long." Or I shook her all night long. I don't remember the exact song thing, but that was basically the idea. Like, she shook me all night long. Basically talking about them having sex all night. And so, you know, to me, shook was another, you know, sit, uh, simile. I think that's the right word for um, sex. So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm all the way down here to the bottom. Uh, I need one more rhyme that goes with ooked and shook is the one that came out so i thought that was a um, pretty clever in a sense but not like i would say it was clever it was just a good little uh it just so happened i was listening to acdc at that time um that i even came up with that rhyme or else i never would have probably figured that out I, it probably would have never been the word shook if i wasn't listening to acdc at that time took hook book shook you could have done nuke crook. Add nope. those in there as well. Huh? I don't know. Let's see. Um, where do we stop at? This one, you say your name again, uh, Mr. Saul Fuentes. You're going by that at the time already, right? At that time, yeah, I was going by the full name, uh, Mr. Saul Fuentes. Okay, cool. Not with my roommates, they can get a bit violent. We slip past the front door and into a room. Then we Rahati, I can tell you do Pilates. Let's blow this joint so we can blow this joint. And I can bend your joint if you get my point. Yup, and that's all it took. Like I just threw the lure, she's already hooked. We tried to get a motel, but they all were booked. I said, we have to go to your house if you want to get shook. So I parked down the street, she said we had to be quiet. Let's not wake my roommates, they can get a bit violent. We slipped past the front door and into a room. Then we took up our clothes, the positions we assumed they were. 69 missionary, doggy style cowgirl. 69 missionary, doggy style cowgirl. 69 missionary, doggy style cowgirl. That girl really, really got my world. When we were done, she said she felt brand new, like a broken bird. How she just needed a screw. OMG, you're amazing. How do you do what you do? I can show you, baby girl, but are you ready for round two? I was about to. Um, yeah. Six and a half missionary doggy style cowgirl. I thought that was the hook at first. You said it's not. You do reuse this line multiple times, I want to say. Maybe more than. I know for sure more than this track, but did you use it? Three more times or two more times? So far, I've used it in every Night Out song. Okay. I really like it. And then uh, I know whenever you do it live, you do... I think you've done it live. I don't know which Night Out you've done. I've done this Night Out live. And uh, I mostly do Night Out Dog Catcher live um, more often than this song because of probably something we're going to talk about later on in the, in the episode. But... Um, I do occasionally do this one. I mean, it. at this point, it's like, if you're a fan of my music, and I, we'll just talk about it later. But yeah, I mean, this is just, to me, this was like the first little kind of like, I don't know what you call it, if you call it a hook, 
or a bridge or some kind. I mean, technically it is a hook. I mean, you're not wrong. It is a hook, but it's a, it's a hook that only gets played one time. I, I think it is called a bridge that if it gets played once. Well, bridge I, I, comes I, back multiple times, I think. Okay, then it might be hook because I know one of them is played. You only play it one time and that's it. Mm. I think there's something called like a phrase that you can, it gets played only one time. I mean, I don't know all the musical terms, to be honest. I should, but I don't. But yes, um, that, I don't know, like I, I, I use, and I may like take it away eventually and not do the 69 Missionary Douglas Alcagoral, and I may try to find something else newer in one of the other two tracks to um, to pass along to the next night out. Uh, but I only originally did it because I wanted them to be kind of linked together. Like, <laughs> anyway, um, they wanted them to be linked together. Um, so people that enjoyed the first night out would hear the callback on the second or third night out, you know? Um, cause I did have friends that really freaking love this song. Like I remember when I put out my, like, um, I would, I would give away demos to, uh, people at uh concerts, which was kind of one of the dumbest things ever, but it, it like, so like it, I would make my own albums, my first speedballing and, and smiling wave at home. But then I would also give out demos and <clears throat> I would make people pay for speedball and our smile and wave, but I would always give out demos for free and it cost me the exact same amount of money to do both, except for the fact that I printed covers and stuff like that. But I mean, for a burnt CD, it's the price of a burnt CD, you know? <laughs> um, but in my head, I would put out demos because if I could show you like six songs, that are like good back to back, then maybe you'll, uh, and you get used to those songs. Like, okay, what else does this artist have to offer? Then maybe they'll actually listen to my full album. Moreover, if I just gave someone my full album and it starts off with, you know, Random Thoughts 2 on Smile and Wave, and it's kind of a depressing song. Not really depressing, but it's a more lower, lower energy song. People will be like, what the fuck is this shit? Fuck this guy. You know? But if I gave you a demo with five tracks and it starts off with party in the RPT, then you'd be like, oh, okay, this guy, this guy likes to party, man. Like, he, oh, he's so cool. He's so fly. Oh, shit. He goes out to clubs and takes girls home and gets chased out by their dads. Uh, but I would have a lot of people come up to me after I'd give them a demo, especially locally. They'd be like, night out, man. That's my shit. I swear I know every single lyric to night out. And I'm just like, Good track, man. Glad you do, man. I liked it. It's a really good track. Always, never differ differentiated. I always saw Night Out, Night Out, so I wouldn't like pay attention much. I know the Six Nine Mission. I always hear. It's always all the same song, just like a different. I think I like alternate versions. Mm -hmm. That's why I originally thought they were. I got you. But so, yeah, we, they're all they're all different tracks. Yes. Uh, to be fair, I I don't listen to Speedballin. I wouldn't. I didn't listen to it as often as the other uh, albums you had, like um, Smile and Wave and Leftover Pizza. Even though Leftover Pizza is basically both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, Leftover Pizza is just what you just said. I mean, it's just a blend of 
all the tracks that I legally could put on a CD and um, and sell uh, from Speedball and Inspile and Wave with two new tracks on them, um, which I think we'll get into once we get to the Leftover Pizza album. Leftover Pizza album. Um, when we were down, she said she felt brand new, like a broken birdhouse. She just needed a screw. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you feel about that line when you first wrote it? How do you feel about it now? I mean, I think it's pretty legit, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good metaphor, bro. She felt brand new, like a broken birdhouse. She just needed a screw, man. I don't know, man. I feel like it's lazy a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I think every metaphor tracks any any track with a metaphor is almost lazy until like you hear it too many times. Like our any track with a metaphor kind of sounds lazy. It only sounds cool if you haven't heard it yet, you know. But once you start making the connections, it's like, oh, that was kind of simple to think of. But like, I think one I heard before. Um, like to be honest, Tech Nine's one of my favorite rappers, but he uses sometimes the most laziest metaphors for like stuff. Like he's like, "I'll never be on free." Uh, uh, I'll never be on freeze. Uh, like anti-freeze or something like that before, and I was just like, what "The fuck was that, bro?" <laughs> There's a track, man. What does he do? Um, it, damn it, I forget the track. The this ain't about Tech Nine right now. Oh, he, yeah. he can do his own. It's all behind the music of Tech Nine. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I thought it was it was a clever little metaphor, like a broken birdhouse. She just needed a screw, man. <laughs> when I heard a door close, I didn't move. She didn't move. We both laid there. Said she felt brand new, like a broken birdhouse. She just needed a screw. Omg, you're amazing. I can do what you do. I can show you, baby girl, but are you ready for round two? I was about to get on top when I heard a door close. I didn't move. She didn't move. We both laid there froze. I think your roommates are awake. Maybe I should go. She kind of panicked, kind of grabbed me. Then she just said, no. The door opened up. She said, oh, no, daddy. I thought to myself, wait, oh, no, daddy. I'm laying in my underwear. Her daddy giving me a stare. I hope she's legal in Texas. Wait, I don't even care. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. You say... <laughs> Don't don't draw the computer. Um, you say, hold up, she's on the table. Sorry for all the noise, she's on the table. Um, door opened up. She said, "Oh no, daddy." I thought to myself, "Wait, oh no, daddy." I'm laying in my underwear. Her daddy giving me a stare. I hope she's legal in Texas. Wait, I don't even care. Let let yep. let's talk about it. What do you? Go ahead. Say what you want to say. So, originally, when I wrote the song, I felt like I could have went two different ways. The way that it went, that we're probably about to talk about, and that daddy could have been a hooker. You know, like, she's a hooker, and her pimp was her daddy. You know, pimps call, or the girls call their their pimp's daddy, you know, sometimes. So I was like, look, because this could either be a hooker, or this could be, you know, or this could be a pimp. Who just caught me sleeping with his girl and he had no idea that she was sleeping with me and I'm about to get my ass kicked. Or this was somebody whose house I was in, whose parents were home 
and she took me to her parents' house, and we were having sex. <laughs> so, at the time, I was like, I mean, which one's more realistic for my town and my area? And I was like, eh, probably the second one would probably be more realistic. So, I ended up going with that one. Um, I mean, my breakdown of it is like, especially like the last line, like, I hope she's legal in Texas. Wait, I don't even care. Like, everyone wants you to be concerned that, dude, she has her dad there. Like, is she even legal? Like, what the hell? Like, what, like, what the fuck, dude? But like, at that point in time, if you're in that situation, this is how I kind of thought about it. If you're in that situation where you're probably about to get your ass beat by someone, I would I wouldn't even just say someone's daddy, but a grown man. You're about to get your ass beat by a grown man because you're you're in bed with a girl that he's protecting. Um, you really wouldn't care who she was, you know. The idea might pop through your head like, I hope she's legal in Texas, so if the police get called, I don't get in trouble. But at the at the end, I'm like, wait, I'm probably about to fight this guy. Like, I don't even care. Like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Like, it's pretty much where my brain. Okay, and that's the reason you stop. You don't hardly play at shows anymore. So I realized, and it was actually one of my friends who's about my same age. You know. Um, I don't know if I've talked about this much before, but I've never, you know, I would do like shows like here and there, a lot of open mics and stuff like that. It was like, I guess, okay. But open mics, they have like, what, 10, 15 people on a good night, like 30 people. You know, you, you know, you got, you don't really got that many people you're doing stuff for. And I wasn't really doing concerts, like opening up for anyone or doing anything at that time. So basically, the real time I started doing like concerts, like started actually performing in front of people and doing stuff was when I was like 28 years old. You know, it was when I started going to Austin, started going to Dallas, pretty much signed to Funny Farm and all that stuff. Um, when I started doing concerts in front of bigger crowds, like 100, 100 people, 200 people, stuff like that. And I remember I did a, I did a concert and I remember playing that track and one of my friends, who's my age, he was like 20, we were both like 29 at the time. He was like, hey, dude, I don't mean this in any disrespect. Night Out's a great song. It's one of my favorite songs. He's like, I don't think you should be performing this anymore or as much anymore. Uh, because I was like, it was, it's one of my favorite tracks, too. So it was like in rotation with... Um, my concert tracks that I would do, it was just in heavy rotation. Uh, pretty much any time I did a, uh, a concert, I would always play uh, Get Out of My Face, Parting the RPT, and Night Out. Like, those were, like, the three songs I pretty much always did. And, uh, oh, I'm so cool, I'm so fly. And, yeah, he had to, he told me, and the more I thought about it, I was just like, well, I mean, I wrote that song when I was, like, younger. I mean, it's not like, it's unheard of. Like, I know, I mean, I don't know your background. You don't seem like a guy who went out and partied a lot at any point in your life. <laughs> um, but me, you know, 
I didn't start partying or doing anything till I got out of high school. So whenever I was like 18, 19 was when I started going to parties and parties in Rockport, you know, you can age from 16 years old to like 23 year olds, you know, that's pretty much, you know, where that range of people and age was. And I was like slab in the middle. I was like 19, you know, 20 years old going to all these parties, you know, getting drunk with all these people. And so when I wrote the song, you know, it was just like, yeah, that could happen. You know, that could happen that you went home with a girl who was not almost there. You know, it didn't happen to me because actually I didn't sleep around with a lot of people as much as I would like like to have. Um, but there were other people that I knew that, you know, it had happened. You know, um, well, I didn't know them personally, but I had heard, you know, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? She went with so-and-so and so-and-so was only this age. And I was like, man, that's none of my business. You know, whatever. But I knew it would happen around this town a lot. And, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, when I wrote the song, you know, I wrote it in that age bracket. And when I perform it, I still personally think that's the age that, you know, people are going to look at that. But, you know, like he also said, like, well, no one knows you made that song when you were 22 years old. No one knows that you made that song almost, you know, 10 years ago from now. You know, that could be your, one of your newest tracks ever. And it's like, come on, man, it's the Rack City the rack city beat what i just fucking dug that shit from 12 years ago just to make a track like uh and there you know but it's just like no i get you and you know i i get it and it was really hard to let go of the, this song you know to perform live because um and i still do it every once in a while when i when i kind of know the crowd and i know the type of people that are going to be there uh like especially like in this area corpus i do have a a pretty pretty big following or I wouldn't say big but a pretty loyal following you know the people that show up are normally people that know me as a person so they don't think I'm over here just sleeping around with underage girls and shit but you know so I can actually get to play that song and do stuff but um that 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 line right there pretty much killed this song for being played live as much as I would like to do it and I thought about changing it but at the same time too like to me, when people change lyrics, especially if they're embarrassed of old lyrics they wrote, like it's kind of like a sellout because you know people grow, people change. It's just the reality of life. You know, you shouldn't have to go back and edit all your music from ideas you had when you were younger or ideas you had when you were growing up. I mean, musicians are people too, and they're going to evolve and change their points of views and stuff like that. You shouldn't be embarrassed because you had a point of view at some point. You know, just be glad that you don't have it anymore or whatever. But, you know, and if that really bothers you that much, then like I said earlier, don't perform the song anymore. You know, but don't change your lyrics just so you can play the song. Like, makes it cheapens you as an artist. At least that's how I feel, you know, personally. Okay, so <clears throat> just so everybody knows, whenever you become famous and people go back to this to listen to it, your thoughts, this song is 100% made up. Yes. <laughs> it is. One hundred percent made up. The story it did not happen in real life. Uh I never went to a girl's house and got caught by her dad sleeping with her. Um I know it sounds like we're joking because we're laughing, but no, it didn't I, I was laughing at the nose because I looked up and you're wearing the nose. And you um, said yes, wearing the nose. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. 
you want to discuss anything else about it or about those lines at all? No, I mean, unless you had anything else. Mm. No, but I do love the ending, which we get to. Well, but I don't want to go to jail. He tried to jump for me, but I rolled to the left. I was ready to fight, but he hit his head on the desk. I grabbed my shoes and my pants and started running down the hall. But out of the corner of my eye, gorgeous woman I saw. Hi. I missed herself. Went to top when I heard a door close. I didn't move. She didn't move. We both laid there froze. I think your roommates are awake. Maybe I should go. She kind of panicked, kind of grabbed me. And then she just said, no. The door opened up. She said, oh, no, daddy thought to myself wait oh no daddy i'm laying in my underwear her daddy giving me a stare i hope she's legal in texas wait i don't even care what the hell yep it's time to bail see the night was swell but i don't want to go to jail he tried to jump for me but i rolled to the left i was ready to fight but he hit his head on the desk i grabbed my shoes and my pants and started running down the hall but out of the corner of my eye gorgeous woman i saw Hi. i missed herself when this cannot be all on your get away from my wife oh yeah bell out the front door, jump. over a lawn gnome, jump. over the front gate, jump. over an orange cone, Run. down the street, jump. into a bush, hide in the light like a ninja in the night. Besides a great escape, I think this night out was great. Now where did I park? What was that girl's name? Um, Nick. I don't know. <laughs> Call me. Hey, 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 hey. So, um, you sent me the song. Mr. Fuentes and Podunk. Is Podunk the voices? Is Podunk in this at all, or is uh, the voices like who are the voices? Oh, I just put M Podunk because uh, that was the album. Technically, the artists were me and him, but no. Okay. It, it was me with my voice deepened. Okay. And even the woman's voice? Yeah. Okay. Those are also me. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, I do like the the run out the front door, jump over a lawn gnome, jump over the front gate, jump over an orange cone, run down the street, jump into a bush, hide from the hide from the light like a ninja in the night. That whole line, I like. I think, um, you know, it's funny because in the next night out, there's samples of um, "Don't Be a Menace" from Drinking juice in the south central of the hood i don't even know that it's, it's that one really dumb the parody one yeah um i didn't even know that was a parody yet originally when i first saw the movie remember seeing don't be a menace on tv buzz don't be a menace was it society or whatever and i was like there uh, menace of society yeah yeah i was there watching it and i'm like where's the funny in this and i realized it was a parody <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but um you know there's a scene in there where like he escapes from this chick, like this crazy chick he's having sex with, and he's running down the street and he's tripping over himself, like trying to get away from her. That was kind of like the idea I had when I was trying to like escape out of this person's house. Like I'm just like just jumping over everything, but a lot more smoother, obviously, than that guy. But um it's funny because I kind of that's what I kind of had in mind when I wrote this song. And then I use samples from the other song and the other song that I do. Um which we'll probably go over eventually. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on this song? I like the the way you went uh, with the, the mother. Oh yeah, that uh, to me that was hilarious. I was like, like I said, ten years ago, me, it's just 
it was just the creme de la creme. It's just like he, he, it's been, he it's been it. down here for the next ten years. I mean, honestly, man, <laughs> like that dude, he knew what he was fucking doing at that time. Like he wrote like the best freaking story rap you could ever write. Like had twists, it had turns, it had comedy. Uh, you know, I I always always wanted to do a freaking like mini video series of like because i want to do a multiple night outs like up to like night out 10 and then do like a mini like arc oh you want to be fast and furious yeah you all make it family family (laughs) (laughs) making a family but whatever um but yeah i mean uh i've always thought that you know if i did a music video or something for this it would have just been the funniest like you know the beat drops Hi, Mr. Saul Fuentes. Can I be a... And it's like the girl that's in the bed with her dad on the ground, like... Like, what the hell? And this lady just in her room, just like... Who is this guy? <laughs> um, yeah, just... I always just, like, that image in my head has always been there. It, it'd always be good. You know, it sucks. Like, it sucks when, you, when you're creative, when you're so poor and young... <laughs> Because it's like, for me to go back and try to do a music video for this track at my age now, with that line inside of the song, would not go over very well. Um, But if I was younger, you know, and I did it like right after it got done, like it wouldn't be that big of a deal, you know. Maybe some people might be like, oh my god, you're 22 and she could have been like 16. But like, Oh my god, you're 32 and she could be 60. I feel like if you do a video now, though, you can make fun of it and have it be a woman that's much older. For sure, as much older, so that line becomes funny. Mm. Like having with gray hairs and everything, looking like a grandma from Golden Girls. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what then, I And then it would be become funny. <laughs> I hope she's legal in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if if you want a video of all the night outs, comment down below. Let Fuentes know you want it. Message him, sign into his DMs. Tell him I want that video next year. I'll figure it out. Even if Franco has to wear a wig, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I was trying. I've been trying to look for this. Um, I have this video. And I'm trying to find it so I can play it live. Um, I like how we said it's going to be like maybe a quick episode or even 50 minutes. Yeah. Nope, it's not that one. Uh, maybe it's this. Ooh, this might be it. This is it. I found it. All right. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll do it as like an ender of this episode. But... Um, Man, my brain hurts. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I had to conclude it. Uh, I kind of talked about this a little bit on the last episode. And honestly, I don't want to get myself in more trouble with this person, so I'm not going to re-re-talk about it. But I did have to change the alternate ending of this song um, because originally I had used a girl's name that's local in this town or the town of Rockport. And um, she at the time was a local bartender. And 
yeah, that didn't go over well, especially when I went out to try to get drinks and stuff. So um, I ended up taking down the song, taking out her name and re-uploading the song with um, without her name in it. Um, but yeah, the song kind of got me in a little bit of a fiasco locally because of that. And uh, it's such a small town that like anything you do, basically everybody hears. So it was a... It was definitely one of those things like, Saul, how could you? Oh my God. Um, yeah, but it was it was okay in the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, are there any other questions about this track that you have? Nope, not that I have. Do you have anything else you want to put before we put the nail in the coffin for Night Out? Won't know. Not that I really want to talk about, it, except like, like I said before, I really do like this is one of my best, <laughs> one of my best story raps I've ever wrote, and it's one of my first story raps I've ever uh, wrote. And um, to me, even to this like time and age, right now, like ten years later, it still holds up. Like I think it, it's a, it's a pretty solid track still. Like I think this will always be a Mr. Fuentes classic, you know, track. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that I don't, I'm, I'm not looking back at this track 10 years later, you know, right when I was still, still trying to figure out my style and my flow and, you know, my music and think that it was complete trash. Cause I, I know some people do that to their music. They'll, they'll go back and listen to something they made 10 years ago and they'll be like, Oh my God, that was freaking horrible. Like, how can I have done something like that? I go back and listen to some of my stuff and I'm like, damn, like I was, I was on a level I didn't even know I was at already, you know, and it's kind of funny too, because like when you're in the moment of like something, you always, I don't want to say you always think something's great, but when you're in the moment and you create something that you personally created, it always feels like it's like more than what it really is. You know, it takes a few months and even like, even maybe a whole year to like, take a step back and then re revisit a project to be like, Oh, okay. I see what I could have done better. I see what I could have like fixed. I see how I could have made it more professional. Um, so I'm really glad that I can look back at some of these old tracks. Like we're like, we are right now. And to be like, wow, like you were really pretty polished. Like, yeah, you're a little still rough on the edges, but you were kind of there when it came to the, rapping skill the writing skill at least the delivery still needed a little work but um my writing skills were pretty damn good you know already and you know i guess the it's a good thing and a bad thing you know i think my writing skills have gotten a bit better but i don't think they've gotten much better to be honest so maybe i still need to be working on myself a little bit more when it comes to writing but this like i said it still holds up i enjoy listening to it I don't cringe when I hear it. It's some good stuff, man. That's good. Uh, you said that this is your favorite or the best um, story rap you've written. I still think Paranoid takes that cake. Paranoid's pretty good. Yeah, that's mine and Nick's, um, one of my Nick's favorite tracks. Is it because it's horror-themed? You know, I never thought about it being horror-themed until now. Makes sense. No, no, probably, probably why. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, it's one of my favorite story raps. Um, Paranoid's good. 
Um, I, I, I mean, like, I like Paranoid. It's one of my favorite tracks because Paranoid is 100% me. Like, I, well, besides the verse with Kenny, but I made the beat, I recorded it, I mixed it, I mastered it, I did everything on that track. It features Ghost, right? Yeah. Is that what he goes by now? Oh, his name's Ghost still. No, what but did I say? You said Kenny. It, Kenny was Kansas, wasn't it? Kenny was Kansas, and then Kansas turned to Ghost. Okay, okay. So he, oh, okay. See, I thought you didn't do any more tracks with Kansas, but okay, it's Ghost now. Yes, Kansas okay. is Ghost now. I, I liked him in uh, Paranoid. It was really good. Uh, so you had him in... Oh, what song is you really certainly released for? Uh, the purple. Oh, um, something. Yeah, something. Yeah. Um, I really liked him in that one too. I didn't know that was Kansas. I thought that was someone. I thought Ghost was a different person. So I thought that was someone new. I thought you were already like he wasn't rapping anymore. He doesn't really rap anymore, but I mean, he'll still feature like, if you need him. Just like my night out tracks, where I try to do one. One night out track an album. I try to do one verse from uh, Kenny or Ghost an album. You know, every time I try to do an album, I try to get Kenny. Um, and dude, that's like that's a freaking what's the word I'm looking for? Challenge in itself because uh, Kansas Kenny Ghost he does not stay in one place. Uh, sometimes he literally is his name. He ghosts out on me, and I don't hear from him for like six months to seven months and then he comes back and yeah he's a he's a ghost man well that's good to hear i, I thought like i said i thought he uh was just that one song and whatnot but that makes um paranoid even better and uh something as well Hell but yeah. uh uh you say you want to play the video before we end it yeah so um i've been kind of wanting to do like a, a tribute um and anyone listening right now, um, if you're listening to this, everything that I'm about to show is going to be uh, video-wise. You're going to hear the audio in the background, but it's going to be more uh, video. So if you want to go to YouTube and check out um, this episode, you know, starting at the 57 mark, um, you'll start seeing, you know, this, uh, what we're talking about here. Um but if you have other things to do, this may be where you want to hop off. I don't think I'm going to, we're going to be talking about very much after this is done. But uh, so, I wanted to. YouTube.com oh. slash Emo Sawa Productions, E M O S C W A Productions. YouTube.com slash Emo Sawa Productions. Um, so I, whenever uh, I was first coming up in rap, I would go to um, CC Fridays. Um, I don't know if you knew about CC Fridays. Apparently, Manny went to CC Fridays, and I used to go to a lot of CC Fridays. I never remember seeing Manny, um, but he said he used to show up there too. That's where he said he actually knew me. He met me at CC Fridays, and I do not remember meeting this guy. But That's he said he was there. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. So what I'm about to show y'all is my first time I ever performed at CC Fridays, and the song that I performed was night out and i got it recorded um and it's just funny to kind of see the reaction of everyone because we talk about you know a lot of the stuff today um like what um what how people would react to certain lyrics and stuff like that and 
I don't really know how to explain it, but this video, like when I go back and watch it every once in a while, I haven't watched it. I think I watched it last year more recently because I wanted to make a tribute video for CC Fridays because they kind of stopped doing CC Fridays and they keep trying to bring it back, but it doesn't seem like it's catching traction. So I think at this point, they're probably just going to cut their losses and just say that that was a good era and time. But, you know, I will never forget that CC Fridays was something that helped me as Mr. Fuentes become something of a local known name. That's what CC Friday did for me. So I wanted to do a tribute video and this was the tribute I was going to do was show uh, my very first goings to CC Fridays. And so, um, yeah, that's what I got for y'all. Um, let me share my screen. I can share a whole ass video file. How does that work? Never tried it. Me neither. We're about to we're about to learn something news today. Um, but I got the antidote. A couple of drinks of that Crown and Coke. Um, I guess as he's working on that, we can close out everything. If um, you're listening, you can go subscribe on YouTube. Again, youtubecom Productions. As of recording, we're recording this Sunday, May 29th. Um, when is it? 500. So thank y'all. That's awesome. Uh, subscribe to YouTube. Maybe we get a thousand this year. I don't know. We had to go five hundred for this year, but we're already mid year and we hit five hundred already. So I think it's time to put a new new goal out there. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Rastlin Tacos. W R A S S L I N T A L K O S. I do videography for wrestlers. My wife does photography for wrestlers, and um, we do a bunch of wrestling content. And you can also follow Mr. Fuentes on all the social medias as well. Yes, and for me, Mr. Fuentes, you can go to my, you can go to any where you stream music. Just look up Mr. Fuentes, Mr. F U E N T E S. I wear a mask with a bunch of words on it, like "Don't ask questions, follow the leader," things like that, with a big red smile, and that'll be my profile picture. Um, you can listen to my music there. Uh, I also have a SoundCloud um, where a lot of my underground music, like this, or mixtape type of music like like the song me and franco are discussing today you can go there just search mr fuentes or absolute kings and um it'll pop up you know around there and maybe just mr fuentes night out and the track will probably pop up straight up there um you can follow me on all my social medias uh, facebook twitter tiktok instagram all at mr fuentes 361 uh, and again, Mr. Fuentes is Mr. F-U-E-N-T-E-S. Um, and yeah, uh, I think it uploaded. I'm going to try the, the videos. So I'm going to try to push play or share it. I don't know how this is going to work. Do you have to share it? I think so. Okay. So this so this one right here is um, right before I got introduced onto... Um, <clears throat> onto the little stage that we had. And, um, you know, a lot of these guys that I looked through the video, it's funny, like they were all strangers at that time. They all became really good friends, especially uh, Carbon, who's the guy that I'm gonna be talking to. Like, what's your name? I'm like, Mr. Fuentes. And he's like, oh, okay, Mr. Fuentes. Is Mr. Fuentes in the building? Mr. Fuentes. Do you see that beardless sapling? <laughs> So that's a little like 
me about to get on, and then the next one is me doing the night out track. I do want to point out, like, I didn't really have very much live performance at this point in time in my life. So I am standing very still and um, I don't, I'm not really interacting as well as I probably should, but just to kind of pointing that out. me to little dicky oh <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean that was um that was always fun times over there at the gardens i actually heard that there were um they finally got the approval to um from the city of corpus to finally fix up the garden area and get the the fountains and stuff back running again and get everything going so maybe maybe if all that gets fixed back up We'll start doing CC Fridays there again, like we did, like we did back in the past. Um, Hopefully, I'll love to be out to one. Yeah, no, it was. You know, it's so crazy to talk about too, because I was talking about this to the last people that I went um, to for CC Fridays. That like, you know, at that time, it was just so raw and new, and you know, we we were just kids having fun in a sense. You know, we're all in our twenties, 
you know, they were younger than I was. I think I was like 25 at that time. And they were like literally like turning 20, 21. So I was about five years older than most of those people there. And it was just a bunch of people just having a good time. Now it's been like years since then. And I don't know. I guess sometimes you feel like, you know, some people, just, they lose the magic of childhood. I guess that's the best way to explain it. You know, you get a little bit older, you get a little bit more cynical about life and things just don't seem the same. And I, I kind of feel like, unfortunately, because I, I do love these guys, I do feel like life's kind of beating them up a little bit. And like the last time I've seen them, they just weren't the same people that I knew at that point, which is, I mean, that's to be expected. You know, people grow. I get it. You know, they change. But you know, I, I always hope for change for the better, and it seems like a lot of these people are not changing for the worse, but, you know, going through some shit. And it always sucks to know that, you know, people that you knew are going through some shit, you know. Mm -hmm. It really does. It's really hard to see, uh, especially when you know there's nothing you can really do about it, you know. A lot of people make a, make their own problems, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, man, I really do hope that maybe we can try to put something together and maybe we can get something uh constant going and i don't know but yeah i just wanted to show that because it was the first song i ever performed at cc fridays um as you can see you know everyone was having you know fun listening to it and they were reacting to it it was a it was um it was one of my favorite moments in life to be honest when i got to perform at cc fridays because I didn't really have much feedback, you know, back then. I didn't really know what to expect from people, uh, except for people that were in my local area, which, you know, some people said it was good and some people didn't tell me anything, which makes, which makes me think they thought it was bad. So, you know, going to an actual crowd of people I didn't know, I didn't really know any of these people. Like, I didn't. I didn't know any of these people. The only reason I ended up there was because I went to House Rock one day on open mic and literally just walked around asking like hey where can i go uh you know for hip-hop stuff and like literally the first guy I asked was the first guy that told me hey there's this thing called cc fridays you ever heard of it no i never heard of it come here on this day at this time okay i'm there and that's what i did and it was it was never regretted the decision it was just like the most random shit too. Show up at show up at midnight at the water gardens over there by the museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a whole setup there. Just just show up. There's gonna be a bunch of people, underage drinking and marijuana everywhere. Like just show up, man. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Just show up. And I did. I did. Um, but no, I, I love those guys. You know, I love um, Tony. I love uh, Carbon, Ryan, and his you know his brother. Um, Always getting confused because uh, I think Ryan was the non-rapper and Carbon was the rapper, but they were twins. So I'd always get him confused because one of them would run sound and one of them would do the rapping and hosting. And I'd be like, hey, Carbon. He's like, I'm not Carbon. I'm Ryan. I was like, oh, shit. Sorry, bro. Um, you know, eventually I was able to start telling them apart. But uh, I remember I started making it a game. Like every time I showed up, I'd be like, Carbon Ryan, and you'd be like, no. And <laughs> be like, oh, fuck. Okay. I remember the first time I learned that Carbon's name was, or I think, what's his real, I don't remember his real name, but it's, I think it's Ryan. It might be the other guy's name, Ryan. But anyway, I remember when I figured out his real name, I was like, your real name's this? And he's like, 
And he started laughing so hard. He's like, dude, you have no idea how much gold that was. Like, it's like, I always kind of wish that someone would come up to me and be like, your real name's this? Because they only knew me as Carbon. And it happened right now with you. And I was like, thanks, man. I'm glad I can make one of your dreams come true. Um, but anyway, that's pretty much all I got for Night Out. I mean, uh, it's a dated song that has uh, survived the test of time, I believe. Well, that's pretty much it for the episode. Uh, episode two, Night Out. It's great seeing your uh, progression uh, from live. That was, you said that was your first one, right? That was one of my first, yeah, live stuff. Yeah, it's great seeing it now because I mean, you're so awkward and like pre-beard and seeing you now having fun on there mm-hmm. but uh we'll catch you guys in episode three episode three we'll be talking about so in love you know what's going down i got that case of beer if you got the cooking crown 69 missionary doggy style cowgirl 69 missionary doggy style cowgirl keep it wicked when i'm spitting my shit there ain't no competition when i walk and spit